Real. Yeah, to answer your question, um, who has access um, to my computer? Um, sometimes these kids, when I'm downstairs, because I was downstairs, sometimes, sometimes these kids come up here and they touch shit. That's a no-no. I know they want to be like dad when they grow up and everything like that, but you know, tell them it's not their time yet. Yeah, what the hell? Because. <clears throat> huh. Hold on. Goddamn kids, Mike. Yeah. Hold on. I know a little something about it. Somebody definitely came up in here. And touching something <clears throat> they ain't had no business touching me do that ladies and gentlemen it's some dude I don't know how many episodes we at right now sure this is episode this is episode 180 what we need to get on point with which is making sure that I am able to record Cause I don't know why my value keep coming down. Say something, Mike. Yo, yo, microphone check. Bang, can you hear me? Bang got some issues, y'all. I don't know. There we go. I think we are we good, talking, Bang. Mike? Are we good, Bang? Wait a minute. I don't know. Bang just did first black champ. What in the world? <laughs> he didn't have issues. I'm sure he didn't did um um dope summer sessions and all the other pods and stuff that he loves to do. And he can't and when we doing some dude, we gotta take hold on. Mike. Yeah, he told me to hold on. I don't know. Just keep we, talking, Mike. We're live though. We are definitely live right now on some dude pod. Um yeah. Shout out to the homie. Yeah, what's good, my guy? My guy. I think they can hear me. Can you hear me? I mean, <clears throat> try not to. All right. Let me know, Bang. Me what are we doing? No, are we about to pod? I can hear. No, I'm saying I know we pod, but I can hear myself now. It's just something okay, I can't weird going on. Are you good? Can you hear me right now? I right, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Can you hear me? We're just going to have you... to. No, we don't have to do. He's not talking. He's not interacting with me, y'all. I don't think he can hear me. <laughs> These tr the trusty joints gonna have to work today because then for some reason my headphone controls are going down. So hopefully my headphones work today because I was having issues. That's why I was using my AirPods. So let's do this audio headphones. Talk, Mike. Yo. There we go. This is Mike B. There we go, Mike. This is Some Dude Pie. There we go. This is episode 180. Yes, it is. 
episode 180, and I am Mike V. That is JR Bang, and we are live right now. Yes. We were having a little issues for the first couple minutes of the pod, and I guess we're here now. We here. All right, we here. I'm glad we you hear that. I'm glad. Man. I'm glad. I'm glad. Because I had no clue what the world was going on <sighs> and everything, but okay. we're here. Right. We're here. We're still standing. We're still strong. Good to have you here, man. You know what I'm saying? Good to have you back. We've been, been off two weeks. Yeah. No traveling life. It's, it's, it's you know all right. It's all good. All that stuff. Oh, but I'm glad you uh, But we back and right on time. Let's get right to it. Mike, you good? <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, I've been better. But I'm okay. Can't Can complain. I, no complaints. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Are you... Are you... um? Micah Parsons, good. Am I Micah like, Parsons? You, are, good? are you are you Micah Parsons, or are you just normal? Because Micah Parsons is upset. Is he really upset? Yeah, is he, he upset? Hurt. He hurt. Is he is he hurt? Like, is he really hurt. upset? He hurt. Check this out. I'm CD Lamb upset. You want to know Explain. why I'm CD Lamb? I'm C.D. Lamb, Lamb upset because he's the only one that actually said he only he actually has a quote after the loss to the San Francisco 49ers that I actually agree with. What, what was that? And he said, we have to be consistent. We can't look like a super team one week and then look like trash the next week. There's no consistency. Mm. So that's the one quote that I agree with. Michael mm. Parsons, he, I, I have words for him on this pod, but you know, let's we we're gonna get to that shortly. But you know, what's up, man? You good, bro? Are you straight? You good? I mean, it's life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I... wellness, wellness check. Let me get a wellness check on my friend. What's are you good, man? You straight? Oh hell no, I'm not straight. I'm this shit. All right, well you we ain't got to get into into. We ain't got yeah, 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 you know, just we ain't gonna get into old, we. But yeah. on a scale of one to ten, where you at right now? Oh, I'm right. negative, nigga. I'm, <laughs> I'm negative. <laughs> I'm right, not bro. even gonna lie to you. I'm not. Well, we're we gonna do this. We're gonna do this to get your mind. So off wait a minute, wait a minute. So it it it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. I just want I just want to be clear. I don't want y'all to think that I'm taking this as a joke, right? But in 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 one of my family group chats, in one of my family group chats, um, they sent a message. I think it was my cousin-in-law who said, "No, it was Otis." Cousin Otis sent me um, sent us a. Uh, a message, mental health check-in, and and it was, it's hearts. A red heart means I'm full of love and I'm doing amazing. The orange heart is I'm, I feel pretty good. Yellow is I'm functioning, but I feel anxious and worried. Um, green, I feel lost or broken inside. Um, blue means I'm happy and great. Black means could be better, could be worse, but I'm okay. Um... Pink is I'm having a hard time and I wouldn't mind having someone to talk to. And purple is I'm in a really dark place 
I need somebody to talk to. I am purple, Mike. Um, I realized I am purple okay. quite some time. It has been a lot. Adjustment to this job, family life, and all of that stuff. Like, well, we're good, but, you know, when you have three kids and a wife, you got to take care of, you know what I'm saying? You know, shit gets a little bit stressful, you know what I'm saying? There's a couple other things that's been going on this year, you know, but, you know, you know, but I looked at that and I put purple and everybody's like, yo, shit, you okay? I'm like, um, but one good thing came out of this week is I went to the doctor. Well, last week, um, I went to the doctor, um, and my bladder is good now. Okay. All right. Man. Round of applause for that. For those of y'all don't, 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 that don't remember the show, um, well, I explained how they put the little tube in my thing. Put the tube in the urethra and went all the way down and through it to get to my bladder. And they saw it was bleeding in my bladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There ain't no more blood in my piss, Mike. That's good to know right there, Bang. That is very good to know. It's good to know. That's good to know. Round of applause. Mike don't give a fuck about this shit. I do care, Bang. Cheers to that, buddy. Here's an Arizona half and half. Cheers to you for that. Mike, how you go talking about this blood in your urine shit? I mean, that's my wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I, I'm I'm necess- I'm not necessarily I'm comfortable talking about it with you. It's just I'm squeamish. <laughs> I'm a squeamish guy. You know what I'm saying? So when right. I hear things like that, you know, I kind of just like nigga. Nigga. I paid $50 for him to tell me that shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you got it was a $50 copay for these niggas. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, ain't nothing in your urine. It's your urine. I was like, oh, that's it? He's like, oh, yeah. All right, have a nice day. I got paid $50 for this shit. Can I get it back? Yeah. <laughs> no deductible on this? Like, <laughs> but it's good to know that, you know, yeah. that has cleared up. Yeah. So in that sense, I do care. And, and part of <laughs> and, and part of the, the purple is, is just that. It's like, okay. uh, shit, you know, you, you find out. Hey, you know, I'm 41, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I had a couple of deaths in the family this yeah. year, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, talked about my grandfather who died in 2020, you know, during the pandemic um, and a couple other things. And, you know, a lot of things <laughs> catch up, like it starts to catch up some stuff that, you know, stuff that you ain't know. And then you got like the health stuff. You know, so that was like a shining light that's like, all right, cool, like. Because, Mike, you got to realize, fam, and maybe I am saying too much on this episode in the beginning. I'm kicking it off with the wild shit. But you got to understand, fam, I've been looking at my piss since they was like, yo, you got blood in your bladder, like your, your bladder bleeding. I be looking at my piss like, man, I wonder if there's some blood in that motherfucker. You be, you get, you, <laughs> so when you, when you taking a little, you know what I'm saying, number one, you give it an extra glance, son. Like, mm. Look at it like you using your magnifying glass eye to, yeah. <laughs> to try to see like because you couldn't see the shit, Mike. You couldn't see the shit when they yeah. told me. I was like, "Oh, thank you, but what the fuck?" Yeah. So, so like, you be pissing ever since then. Your anxiety is up when you nigga piss, huh? Yes, then my nigga, <laughs> I had anxiety going to use the bathroom. Understood, nigga. understandable. He's man. looking like man. You stay in the bathroom a little bit longer. 
But I ain't got that. That's the anxiety that you have. Nope, so I heard. This never happened to me. When you had sex, unprotected oh, never, sex. Oh, you never been burnt? Never been burnt. I've never been burnt either, but I But I, I mean, I, I would assume that, you know, people that have story. unprotected sex with women and you take a piss afterwards, you kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, you hold your breath. To... Man, Mike. Yeah, I'm glad that's not on my record. <laughs> I, I won't talk about it on this podcast because I have to apologize to a whole community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't want that in your life, fam. I, that was the outside of this shit. That was the most, most nervous I felt about piss. And man, this bitch said she got what? Man, I mean, I don't want to burn when I pee. I don't want to do that. I went straight to the motherfucking clinic, man. She told me that shit. It's like, oh no, you good. But the doctor, see the messed up thing though, Mike, was the nurses was fine in that bitch. Right. And I was single at the time. I was just fucking. Okay. And my mom apparently told them about me and how she got a handsome son and all of that shit. And okay. I go to her doctor's office. And oh, you Mrs. Davis son. Oh, we she tells us all about you. Yeah, the nurses is fine. Hey, oh yeah, yeah. Hey. So what you here for? <laughs> it's a possibility. It's a possibility I got burnt. This uh, bitch says she got gonorrhea. Don't I'm judge me though. <laughs> Don't judge me. The bitches looked at me like ew. Oh my god. Yeah. Ew. I can't believe you even coming up in here thinking that. Man, they was fine too. They put they shit. That 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 killed all that shit. Yeah. I never went back in that bitch. Like, damn. But back to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna move on. Let's move on. But but Cowboys. before we go to the Dallas Cowboys, I wish I'm hoping for eventually for you to have a red heart, bang. You know, the red is good, correct? Let me check this motherfucker. Here. <clears throat> red is, yeah, I'm full of love and doing amazing. I wish everybody would just wish red hearts for a bang in the near future. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Some do pot. Um, yes, uh, football uh, has ended uh, for the week five. For week five. Um... Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. We can get to the Dallas Cowboys first. Um, it took an L to the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Um, this was pretty much one of the games that was um, checkmarked on the schedule as the actual real first test. For the the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, we 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 said on the part on the last part we did, I put put the clip up for the show. Like yeah, this, we could delete, we could delete that clip. This is back. not this is not a rivalry, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, I mean, it was even. Yeah, let's let's I'll get to that in a second. It's like nineteen nineteen and one. Yeah, I I get to that in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, this was um checkmarked on the schedule. As um, you know, the Cowboys' first real test. We went into this game three and one. The um, the Forty Niners went in four and zero, oh, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys got belt put to ass. Yeah, <clears throat> forty two to ten on prime time, and um, yeah, 
I'm not upset that the Cowboys lost, but I'm definitely upset in the fashion that we lost because I kind of expected it to be somewhat of a more competitive game, something that would probably come down to the last couple possessions in the fourth quarter. You know, nothing of that nature, you know what I'm saying, coming into this because when you look at both of these teams, high-powered defenses, um, and you look at the Cowboys – with all the offensive weapons they have and the 49ers as well. Brock Purdy has been playing pretty good. He's undefeated as a starter for the 49ers. You got Christian McCaffrey, who's a, a walking touchdown. Um, and Brandon Ayuk has uh, emerged as a wide receiver one. So you can see, like, the high-power offenses and high-power defenses on both sides of the ball. So you go into this game thinking we're going to get, like, somewhat of a, you know, um, of a shootout. You know, but it, it, it didn't – it was only on one side of the ball. And uh, it was upsetting to see that. <laughs> so, after that football game, I have thoughts. I have concerns and about the Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers are clearly the Super Bowl favorite. If they didn't prove it before that, they have emerged as the Super Bowl favorites. Um and the Dallas Cowboys have moved down to possibly can this team make the playoffs? Yeah, that's that's oh. how I look at it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, look, look. Let me explain. Let me explain. Dak Prescott went into that game. I'm hoping this got the next. This is the next oh, week is going to be the real test. Next week will be the no, real no, no, test. No. I got to stop you, that Mike. Nah, hold on. Let me you speak. Said, you said playoffs. Can we possibly make the playoffs, man? Yeah, y'all make I it. I want to know. I want to know. Wait, hold on. I, let me explain. Let me let me give it to you from a person who actually knows this franchise, knows this team, and know this how losses. Pur- this nigga got a purple heart. I got a purple heart when it comes to this football team. This football <laughs> team. I, when it comes to this football team, I have a purple heart. But going into this, looking at this, bro, that's that loss is is one of those losses that can send your team on a downward spiral, bro. So next week on Monday Night Football will be the real test for the Dallas Cowboys. How do you bounce back? That ne- uh, the, uh, next week against the Chargers will tell me everything that we need to know Mike, about. They're gonna beat team. the Chargers' ass, G. All right, we gonna see. We gonna Mike, see, man. Look. Look, listen to me, bang. I can't I can't believe I'm being this guy. I don't be look, I'm trying I'm to being tell the you the guy that's talking you off the ledge. <laughs> Mike, y'all lost to the best team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take solace in that. Now, I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you what I told Scott and them on um I'm not gonna hold you. Shouts out to um Barbershed Digital. Um, I don't think, I think the San Francisco 49ers is just that better. They're that better than the Dallas Cowboys. So let me ask you a question, Barry. Are they 42 and 42 to yes. 10 better? Yes. So here's what I watched the game. Mike, when I was watching the game, I saw a Dallas Cowboys team that was trying hard. And I saw a San Francisco 49ers team that was not. Because they didn't have to. Yeah. Now, could that be because the Dallas Cowboys went against what you could say, quote unquote, inferior competition? No. I just think that team is that better. When they put the 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 spotlight on Trent Williams, 
versus Michael Parsons, you look, Michael Parsons is trying his ass off. Williams was blocking him with ease. And it just looks so easy for Buddy. Debo them, it just looks so easy. B- Brock Purdy, I can't believe I'm saying this. It just looked so easy. And, see, and the Dallas Cowboys <clears throat> was trying so hard, so hard to play against this team that honestly is better than them. And that's all. It's like going to the gym. It's like going to Export and Downers Grove, right? And it's you and a couple of your homies. And y'all going up against NBA players. You playing your heart, your heart out. They ain't. They got 11. You got one. It's game. That's it. And I, I also believe in, in, in here's where I here's what I would say to you, Mike. <clears throat> San Francisco is good now. Or they're great now. But we know it's the NFL. It's not about how great you are in the first quarter of the season. It's about that back half. And I don't I'm not saying that they can't sustain it, but I look to see improvement on some <laughs> levels with the Dallas Cowboys. It's just that there's some teams that you just can't beat. And right now, the way that they're constructed, I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys can beat the 49ers. But before you go on, I'm going to tell you why. For those who might not have have saw, I ain't going to hold you. The one thing that I would say about your team is the only dog on that team, in my opinion, is Michael Parsons. And he can't be that. When, 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 I hate hearing people say, like, Micah Parsons can't be MVP. I hate that shit. Because to me, the MVP is the best player in the league, and every year ain't the quarterback the best player in the league. They're most important, but MVP in NFL is the best player in the league. And I think Micah Parsons is top five best player in the league. So I hate when people shit on his chances at MVP. Lawrence Taylor is an NFL MVP, ladies and gentlemen. Like, stop with the bullshit with with the quarterback running everything. I hate that shit. But here's the thing. He's the only dog. You don't have no dog on the offensive side. That's y'all issue. You don't have nobody on the offensive side that you basically, like, going to hear, put it on my back, we going. Dak's not that. Tony Pollard's not that. CeeDee Lamb's not that. Brandon Cook's not that. Michael Gallup is not that. Nobody on that offensive line is that. You have no dogs on the offensive side. That's like, yo, we down, let's go. You got one dog, and that's Michael Parsons. And he found out that, hey, I might be a dog, but Trent Williams? (laughs) Trent Williams is that dude, and that's what he ran up against. But it was nobody on the offensive side that was going to be able to pull everybody by their they straps. They was not going to get the team together on the sidelines like, look, this is what we need. Y'all issue is that y'all ain't got a Michael Irvin on the team that's going to be like, look, let's get this shit. Y'all ain't got no Emmitt Smith on the team that's like, yo, let's go get this shit. Y'all ain't got – and I'm not talking about talent. When I'm, with Everything I'm saying about these names – 
I'm not talking about how talented they were because every last player that I named from a from the Dallas Cowboys, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, um, shit, Jay Novacek, Moose Johnston, Eric Allen, um, I mean Eric Williams, excuse me, Larry Allen, like all of those dudes was dogs. That's like, yo, put it behind me, Larry Allen, run it behind me. I'm gonna get you to that first down. Hey, Mike Worthy, get me the ball. I'm going to get this first down. Y'all don't have no dogs. And y'all ran into a whole goddamn kennel when y'all went against San Francisco on Sunday night because McCaffrey is a dog. Debo is a dog. You know what I'm saying? Ayuk is a dog. That that defense, dogs. And they talented. And that's what y'all missing. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying, man. I agree with everything you are saying, and I also, but I agree. Yes, we need dogs. We need somebody on the offensive side of the ball to just take control, and that can't be anybody but Dak Prescott, bro. Because the the play starts with him, fam. And I just didn't see much effort. Like, from Dak, and I didn't see much effort from the play calling. It's just everything is in question right now, bro. It's like, and also on the defensive side of the ball, in the, in the first couple quarters, of the, I mean, the first quarter of the game, bro, two drives got extended because of penalties on third down. That's like, it's, it ain't even the dog there, bro. We just have to execute better. We have to execute the shit that's, you know, gonna get us the football back. And that right there, doing shit like that. And on both of those drives, both touchdowns were scored on those drives where penalties were thrown on Thursdowns downs and the drives was extended. It's just on the offensive side of the ball, bro, that looked bad. We didn't the run game looked bad. Everything was just bad. And the 49ers just looked like and the the defensive the front four. Rock Purdy was back there and he was protected. They yeah. didn't even sniff this nigga. And that's he was too comfortable back there, bro. I ain't saying Brock Purdy ain't a good, good, ain't a good quarterback. But yo, I feel like if you send some pressure, get some pressure on him, we can rattle him. He was protected the whole night. Like, where we what we doing? It's just, it just looked bad. And that goes to my point where. Those are the things that needs to be corrected and going into Monday Night Football against the Chargers, that's going to tell me, that game will tell me everything I need to know about this team. Can we bounce back? If you don't, I honestly can say, if we go into Monday Night Football and lose against the Chargers, there's a good chance this team don't even make the playoffs because... At this point, your spirits is broke. Your spirit is going to be broke, G. You come off an embarrassing loss on Sunday night football, and then you go into Monday night football against a, a poorly coached team, and you can't beat them? And that's the thing. I don't think that that's going to be an issue for you. <clears throat> I think it's a bounce back, and I think that Micah Parsons is like, look, nah, G. It got to be, it gotta be a bounce going. back game. 
And Michael Parsons, let me get to Michael Parsons real quick. I I, yeah. I like yeah. Why I you like, mad at I, 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 I like I, I love Michael Parsons as a football player, bro. And I feel like he's gaining notoriety in the NFL. He's becoming a superstar in the NFL. But I'm not a fan of the podcasting through the middle of the week. I know he has a podcast. Everybody know that he has a podcast with Bleacher Report. There's okay. a podcast through Bleacher Report. And, you know, he goes on there, gives his thoughts after the game and all of this shit like that. And he talks this shit. And <clears throat> I'm, I have issues with this. Okay? I have issues. So first you said the quote in the post-game interview where you said, I don't feel like they're much of a, a better a better team than us. You know, I feel like we're on the same caliber as them of the playoff team. You're lying to yourself. Because you just got whooped 42 to 10 on national television. There's no way you're the same caliber team as the 49ers. Then you get on the podcast, and then the the podcasting, the shit talking in between the week, G, it has to stop. Because I could go back and I could get a quote from um a pot uh from the podcast he did when they against the um the game before they played against the um the Arizona Cardinals, where he was talking shit about Josh Dobbs and how he was going, you know what I'm saying, make him a Make him a, a bullseye or the target board or whatever like that, and they went into Arizona and got whooped. Mm. Then Josh Dobbs made a fucking TikTok about it. Took the clip that Michael Parsons made and made a whole TikTok about this man. All right, that's a problem. That's a problem. Another problem I have with him on his podcast: he's throwing shots at Tyreek Hill. At Tyreek Hill, and they play the Dolphins. On Christmas, the day before mm. Christmas, why are we even discussing this football game? And that game is two months away. Why? That's why is this? It's this. It's a distraction, G. I feel like there's too much, too many distractions, bro. I'm in between the week. Shut the fuck up and let's play football, bro. That's my opinion on it. Stay off the podcast and get in the film room, bro. But he's not the person you need to. Michael Parsons is not the person you need to worry about, Mike. He ain't the only one. Everybody be talking. Look, I've seen. I, I follow the Cowboys social media page. I see the shit talking after the wins that we got against the Giants, um, the Patriots. You know, it's just, it's just like we. It's the the bark is too big for a team that hasn't done shit or beat anybody yet. Mm. I, I I understand the confidence level is up. But we got to stay at a humble space, G. You know what I'm saying? I don't see the humbleness after the victories that I, we do get. You see it now? I don't know if I see it. We're going to see. I don't know. I don't I don't see the humbleness. I, my, Michael, you know, Parsons is, Michael Parsons goes out there and he plays great, bro. But you, my, you're a reflection of your team. You When you when you get on the microphone and I you like say it. certain shit, G, you are representing the Dallas Cowboys, bro. Man, I'm letting Mike on the ISO. He, Mike, go ahead and get it. You on the ISO. Go get your I got to – I can't – I can't – I can't tolerate it, bro. And he's going to continue to do it. He's going to continue to do his podcast because Bleacher Report pays him. But I think we need to use the time on the microphone for – other purposes than to talk shit to other teams before the week starts and talk shit about the team that just beats you. George Kittle has every right to wear that shirt he wore, bro. Mm. He every right. Then you go get on the podcast and say, oh yeah, you gonna laugh now, cry later. Really, bro? After you just got with 42 to 10? I don't think so, bro. 
there's there's a good possibility that you might not even see them in the playoffs, let alone make the playoffs. So what are we doing? I will say this, Mike. That's the <laughs> only thing doing? I got. That's the only thing I got mad at Michael Parsons about is he was like, "Oh, now this is personal." It's personal. It and it wasn't never. They knocked y'all out the playoffs last year. They knocked y'all out the playoffs two years it's, in oh, a row. And, and I think row. Debo. I think Debo's response was the greatest. Like, it was already personal. <laughs> and we beat y'all 42 to 10. Like, that should be personal. Like, that should be personal. Now, now it's personal because Not he wore a shirt. Now it's personal and, because he wore a shirt. <laughs> and Mike, 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 <laughs> this, is, this is when I agree with people when they say people be too friendly because there's, like, changing jerseys in the middle of the field type shit. Look, I'm not look, I'm 41, so I guess I come from the old school. Oh my god. Oh my god, I come from the old school. Mike, I am old enough to remember never seeing a nigga change jerseys yes. in front of the cameras. Yes. <clears throat> but the the I guess you could say the AAU aspect of 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 sports have has gotten into football. Sure. But if if it's telling if Micah Parsons is now saying that it's personal, when you just got your ass with 42 to 10, it should have been personal as soon as it was 21 to 10. It should have been personal as soon as you had to pass the controllers, Micah. So for you to look at that shirt and for you to look at that shirt and have an issue about that shirt and say, oh, now it's personal, laugh, not cry later. <clears throat> Tells me a lot about your mindset coming into that game. And it tells me about your mindset going into the next week, which your opponent is the Chargers. Well, no, nah, I'm I'm going to stick with the 49ers. I'm not going to jump on the Chargers thing yet because Brandon Staley will fuck you out of a game. He will fuck himself out of <laughs> That's a game. what I said. We're, we're, this is going to tell me everything I need to know about this Cowboys team. Now, if you will. can't beat that poorly coached team, yeah, we have Brand an issue. He will. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I Staley. like Brandon Staley, G, but as a head coach, man, nah, he's nigga, made he, some um, questionable, questionable decisions. Very questionable decisions. Um, but the, it makes me believe that the – and this is not Mike McCarthy's fault. Let me just say this. What I'm about to say has nothing to do with Mike McCarthy, and it has everything to do, and I mean everything to do with the players because – Dak, I will say for this for Dak. I will shoot Dak Braille, Bell. And you want to know why I'm going to shoot Dak some Bell, Mike? Because Dak came into the game. Dak came into the game knowing that this team knocked him out the playoffs. Dak knows that this team has been the bane of his existence since he's been an NFL quarterback. And Dak knew that he needed this game. Personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. I don't think the rest of the team knew that. I think Dak came in. Dak was the only person that came in that felt any kind, any kind of pressure. <clears throat> or a sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. Now, did he play like it? Hey, man. They got in his ass, man. So, yeah. it is what it is. But based off of hearing Dak 
for the buildup of the game, Dak knew how important this game was. I don't think the other players knew how important this game was, <clears throat> especially Michael Parsons. And the only reason why I could say that is because of what he said in his podcast. And that's why you got to be careful. We're going to be talking about shit that you say on your podcast a little bit later. You know, but that's why if you are people like Micah Parsons who do have a podcast, you really got to be careful of what you say, when you say it, how you say it. Why? Because he came off in that podcast after the game like he was not prepared to go up against the San Francisco 49ers mentally. Mm-hmm. We said on our last <laughs> podcast about how that was restoring the feeling of the 90s. Yeah. To have those two teams, those two legacy franchises going head to head. That's why I don't believe in rivalry games no more, mm-hmm. except if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. And I can say that even though they fucked me out of $617. But that's my thing about these players now in the NFL. The only rivalry in my eyes, the only true rivalry in the NFL is the Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. because of what Roquan Smith said. And he meant it because that saying don't start from him. You're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers. Mm-hmm. He didn't beat the Steelers. <clears throat> And <laughs> so he feels like he's still not a Raven. And he didn't and, beat the he didn't beat the Steelers because the Steelers was the better team that day. He, yeah, it was <laughs> man, we ain't even gotta talk about that. The shit. Ravens was fucking horrible, they, bro. They 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 <laughs> fucked themselves out of some pussy. I ain't never seen so many drop passes in, oh my NFL God. in my life, but proceed, man. Oh my God. That <laughs> Yeah. We ain't gonna get into that, but But yeah. But in my eyes, fam. I look at this just like in high school. I look at this like in college. There's some games that you just got extra oomph in you. And I don't think the Dallas Cowboys had that extra oomph in them. They didn't have that. Oh, man, it's Sunday night. It's Dallas, San Francisco. Oh, man, we about, they beat us last year. Oh, no, it's lit. I don't think they had that. You know who had that, though? San Francisco 49ers. They knew that they had to make a statement. Yeah, we've been beating all these other teams, and that's cool. But we're going up against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. America's team, the world is watching. It's millions and millions of people watching this game. Yo, let's put our foot in their ass and don't take it out until the game is over. And that's what the San Francisco 49ers did, and that's what the Dallas Cowboys did not do because I don't think they came into the game with the same mentality. That's the issue, Mike. Mm-hmm. I don't and I don't believe that's Mike McCarthy's fault. I think that's the players' fault. But if you want to blame Mike McCarthy, you could blame him because he's the head coach. But that was supposed to happen, fam. And I didn't feel like that when I was watching that game. It felt like the Dallas Cowboys thought that there was another game. And Micah Parsons proved that to me because George Kittle <clears> – <throat> Coming off of what? Three touchdown performance. Three. Raise up his shirt. Expletive Dallas. He sees it. And he like, oh, why my friend want to do that? I thought we was cool. Now it's personal. Mm, Laugh, not cry later. No, George Kittle 
basically told you, fuck you and the horse you rode in because we're about to whoop y'all ass. And they did. So hopefully, hopefully, Michael Parsons used this to his advantage and he he balls the fuck out for the rest of the year. That's it. I want to see Michael Parsons turn into a monster now. Mm-hmm. I want to see Michael Parsons turn into Lawrence Taylor on cocaine. That's how y'all going to play me? Watch for the rest of the year. I want to see Michael Parsons. <clears throat> That's what I need from him. I need I need for him to break the single season sack record before that extra game to let people know that it's real. I want Michael Parsons to show people why I believe he is an MVP candidate. Yeah. But the way he came off on that podcast, fam, <clears throat> is, man, why my friends acting like that? I thought we was cool. We traded jerseys at the end of the game. Uh-uh. Fam, When in them 60 minutes, I don't like you. Fuck you. Yeah. 61. Good game. Good game. Honestly, to me, actually, I need... I need to have on my street clothes, fam, in the, in the shower. Before, before me and you dap it up. Before me and you dap it up, man. I'll meet you. <laughs> meet me in the meet me in the hallway, bro. Meet you in the hallway. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. You bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, What's going on, nigga? Like, nah. But when that game on game day is fuck you, and I hope Michael Parsons for the rest of the year act like Lawrence Taylor on cocaine. Yeah. And we all saw what happened with that. Um, let's get to my Bears real quick. I'm happy, man. It's 40 to 20. Bear down, hope. Bear down, bear down, bear down. Hey, I'm happy for y'all, man. I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna act. I'm not gonna act all bougie and shit because we yeah, won good yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm for not sure. gonna act like we turned the corner and shit. You know what I'm saying and all of that stuff. What I will say is Justin been balling out for these last two games. Even though he had that interception, that's Cole Komet's fault. He know that was his fault. But even though he had that – and that fumble, that's Justin's fault because Justin should have just dropped to the ground. Apparently, he's not coached to do that. That shit's done. Like, oh, shit, he coming? Drop my motherfucking ass to the ground. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but with that being said, we do got a winnable schedule that's coming up. Um, so I'm very interested to, interested to see – What's going to happen? Um, also, it, I mean, it makes it even more interesting. It makes it even more interesting because Justin Jefferson is not going to be playing. Um, he's on IR mm-hmm. uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. So, you know, you got Jordan Addison, who I do like, um, K.J. Osborne. Um, this running back situation, who <laughs> know, you know, I, know. They, they have a, a real situation at running back, but they also got Hawkinson. Yeah, so they got, so they got players, fam. <sighs> Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if we win this game right now, we win that, that Minnesota Vikings game, then, you know, I can, I, I will, I will think about things a little bit differently. I will start to get a little bit excited, Mike. Okay. Okay. But not until. He balling. Justin is my fantasy quarterback. He's mine too. In all three of my leagues that I mean, I got Justin. Oh, not all of them. Not all of them. Every single one. He's in one. (laughs) Yeah. Now he's he's in one of them, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Shouts out to the best. Shouts out to Justin, um, one of the league leaders. Um, you know, one of the league leaders in touchdowns. Talk that shit. Talk that shit. Who would have? Who would have thought? 
You know? Justin Fields lead the NFL in touchdown passes. You goddamn right. Would have thought that motherfucking shit. And what he he what he 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 got eleven. <sighs> so we got eighteen more before he break the record. That's a goddamn shame, fam. That no Bears quarterback has thrown over four thousand yards and over thirty touchdowns in a single season. Is Justin on pace to do both? Yeah. For the 4,000? 4,000? He's on pace to do both. He's on pace to do both. Will he get there? I don't know. But this, hey, the Bears, what irritates me about the Bears, though, what irritates me about these motherfuckers is that last year you saw that you had a high-powered offense. You were just going up against teams that was better. All we need is a little bit more on defense. I'm I'm not mad at the Jalen Carter thing got to seeing Darnell Wright beat the shit out of people. Um, on, on Thursday, but man, they should have just turned this boy loose. But he also needed some time. Justin is one of those players that he can't start cold. He you got to get him some ticks. So the play, the the preseason is important to him. Like nigga, even Pat Mahomes playing the preseason, nigga, and that's why when he comes out, like he he be on fire, nigga. It's time for yeah. like motherfucker playing the preseason, my G. We not get your we not rocks off. The, we not getting the kinks out the first game of the season. And that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid what I'm afraid of. And that's why I'm curbing my my enthusiasm mm-hmm. real quick. What I'm afraid of is that the first three games of the Chicago Bears was their preseason. That's what I'm afraid of, <clears throat> that that was their preseason. Because... You lose against the Green Bay Packers. Let's 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 start having real talk here, Mike. Jordan Love looked like shit last night. Oh yeah, he looked bad. He ain't look. He has not looked good since, since the Bears game. Okay. <clears throat> now looking at our defense, you understand why he's looked good because our defense sucks. Okay. But. Just the same, preseason reps. But Jordan Love has not looked good since that, like, looked as good as he did since that first game of the year. Packers beat us. Buccaneers, 27-17. I give you that. Close game. Could have been one, but, you know. Could have been one, based off of what we're looking at right now with the Bears. But I give you that. The Chiefs, whatever. You all got that. We should have won the Broncos game. Absolutely. Then you got this game right here. The Bears could very easily be two. No, the Bears could very easily be three, three and three. And three and one. No, three and three. Three and three. We haven't played six I games. I mean, excuse yet. me, three and two. Three and two. Three and two. Because that Packers game, even though they got their ass whooped, when you look at Jordan Love, if motherfuckers would have did what they were supposed to do, we wouldn't be like that. But let's go two and three, Mike. Bears should be two and three right now. The Vikings is a winnable game. The Raiders is a winnable game. The Chargers game will be a shootout. The Saints got a nice defense, but a winnable game. The Panthers got a it's a winnable game. The Lions, I'm not for sure. I am going to now. You don't know about the. You still don't know about the Lions yet. You no, still not I, sure. I'm gonna I'm going to concede <laughs> and say these motherfuckers is good. What if if Dan Campbell was on the Cowboys? If he was their head coach, that team would be a lot more tougher than what they are. Dan Campbell look like he'll fight anybody that say Lions suck. Need every NFL team, no, any franchise, no matter what sport you play, needs a coach like Dan Campbell. 
Dan Campbell look like Dan Campbell look like he go to bars just to just to start shit. Mm-hmm. And then be like ah, and then go to the game and they like, yo, coach, why'd you bleed? Hey, I fight for you. You know which football team I coach? What? You don't know my team? <laughs> the fuck out of here! Right, what? just still That's off Dan niggas right down on the line. That's him. <laughs> um, they go against the Vikings again, then the Lions. Whatever. But let's look at the back half of this, Mike. So you can understand why I'm just sitting here like, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. <clears throat> the Browns, the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers. Got a lot of winnable games there, man. Nigga, the rest of the season, outside of the Lions and the Chargers, are very winnable games so you're telling me there's a chance what i'm telling you is is look what happened with the lions last year yeah the motherfuckers was like one and seven yeah and just was like fuck it win 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 if the bears got one win right now i'll say this two three four five six seven eight I said the Bears could win between seven and nine games. And I also said that the Bears-Packers game, that last game of the year, would be the the. I said it, actually, I said it was going to be the um the winner wins the division. So that's not going to happen because the Lions is lying in out here, nigga. But but there's a chance that the Bears could still win my prediction of at least seven games. But if they get lucky, and, and, and some of it is not even luck, my G, because the Vikings is a very winnable game, and it's at home, so they should win that game without their best player being on the field and Kirk Cousins being mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. The Raiders come to Chicago, my nigga. So that should be a two-game winning streak right there. We should have three wins right now. We got to go to Chargers. The Bears travel well. That, that stadium is going to sound like Chicago West, my nigga. I don't think they win that game, mm-hmm. but that stadium is going to sound like it's going to be a home game in L.A. I think the Saints are a winnable game, but let's just say, for instance, they lose those two. We stuck at three. Mm-hmm. The Panthers, that's game. That's win four. We lose against the Lions. Vikings in Minnesota, uh, two game losing streak, three game losing streak because you got the Lions. Mm-hmm. Well, so we still at <clears> – <throat> We still at what? One, two, three, three wins. The Bears should beat the Browns. Uh-huh. That's four. The Cardinals, five. The Falcons, six. If the Bears come out of this season seven with seven wins, this is what people expected. And it sets you up for next year. And then the question around, you know, Justin Fields goes away. And there's no guarantee that the pa- the Panthers is going to have the number one pick in the draft. Honestly, I can tell you right now, I think the number one pick in the draft is going to be the New York Giants. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. I think Caleb Williams, I think if, the script is in, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. I mean, the script is in, ladies and gentlemen. No. Let me tell you this now. With the number one pick in the 2024 NFL draft, 
The New York Giants select Caleb Williams, quarterback, University of Southern California. I think the script is in, my G. Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones is the most expensive bridge quarterback there is. They could get up underneath that shit real quick. Caleb Williams is going to be the quarterback of the Giants, and I think he would want to be in the number one market in America. Wait, you had said the Jets. You mean the Giants. I mean the Giants, excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think he would want to be there. I think that the Bears might have pick two or pick three. And if I had to pick Drake May or Justin Fields, I'm picking Justin Fields. Even though I love Drake May as a prospect, I'm picking Justin Fields. So I think the Bears are either going to draft Olu. I can't pronounce his last name. The left tackle from Penn State. Or they're going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Now you pair Marvin Harrison Jr. with Justin Fields. Along with DJ? Along with DJ. Oh, my God. It's nasty right there. It's nasty. <clears throat> and then you use that, you lose that later pick on the defensive prospect. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. And we still got bread. The spin. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's what I think we're going to worry about. But the script is in, man. The Giants is drafting Caleb Williams. Okay. So we ain't even got to worry about that, y'all, because the Giants is going to be terrible. All hey, what, right? do you do, what do you do with all that money that you're giving to Daniel Jones? Cut him? Um, oh, yeah. Or what? Oh, yeah, that's a wrap. You cut Daniel Jones? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you trade him away. It's a wrap. Okay. It's like 20, I think it's like 40. I mean, 20 million they have to do that with? Yeah. Bye. Okay. Get the fuck up out of here. We got Caleb. I'm happy. Go, Caleb, go. Because Danny Dimes is not earning his paycheck right now. Hell no. And, and uh, is he hurt? Because I know yeah, he Yeah, it's somebody's neck or something. Yeah, so, yeah, the fix is in, G. <laughs> the fix is in. Oh, excuse. So, yeah. Yeah. G- Giants fans? Hey, hey. Got something to look forward to. Y'all got something to look forward to, man. Y'all feel like us. <clears throat> All right, man. Let's go ahead and get to this music, G. Um, Drake released his album. Um, What's the name of it? For um, All the Dogs. For All the Dogs. Um, You, you, you put your opinion out. But before we, before we talk about the album, I am upset with social people on social media trying to determine when you like an album. Bro, you know how they get around this time. Yeah, but I ain't never addressed it in the way that I'm about to address it today. You know how everybody get around this time, bro. When you get a, a major release like this from an artist of that caliber and you give your opinion on it, you know how niggas get, bro. Mike. You would, have, you would have thought that in 2023 we have would have changed by now with letting people have their own opinion about music or anything in general. But you know, baby, long as we own that blue app, long as we own that, that picture app, long as we got Twitter, niggas is go they go try you, bro, in your opinion, G, every time. But go ahead, man. If I don't like an album, I'm not even going to advertise the shirt, but what you listen to don't make me bop. All right? Maybe boom. Available in the Some Dude Pod store right now. If I don't like an album, fam, I don't like that motherfucker. 
And it's getting to the point, fam, that, look, let me, I'm going to ISO here, Mike. I'm going to ISO here. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Stop generalizing people about what they like on your Facebook page, on your Twitter timeline, on your Instagram, and just call them out. That's the problem with y'all on social media. Y'all scared to call out y'all friends. If your friends said they hate the Drake album, and then two months later, they got Drake as a caption, just tag him and call him out. Okay. I thought you hate the album. Do that. Stop generalizing, though. Because that's your Facebook fans list. That's your Facebook friends list, y'all. That sucks. That's your Facebook friends list. That's talking about, oh man, I hate this album, and then two months later they love it. Yeah, that's not anybody else outside of it because you don't see that unless you're searching people's pages. That's not your Facebook friend. So when y'all get on Facebook and y'all talk about how everybody on Facebook is doing X, Y, and Z, it's not everybody on Facebook because you don't know that nigga in Idaho that say I hate the Drake album. Oh no. That's your friends list. And all you're doing is telling your friends list is that they suck and they don't know what they're talking about. So call them out. If I say I hate the Drake album and then two months later <clears throat> I'm doing the band can't bounce to one of his songs, mm-hmm. call me out. Call me out, Mike. But don't get mad at don't get mad because your Facebook friends list or your social media list sucks. And they're always doing X, Y, and Z. Call them out, man. Call them out. But y'all not going to do that because y'all too scared. Y'all not going to call out your Facebook friends or your Instagram friend or your Twitter friend that said they hated the Drake album, but then two months later they doing the jig to it. Yeah. No, you ain't going to do it. Why? Because you too scared to. Stop being a bitch and call out your Facebook friends list for being Drake haters, but then two months later saying they love it. Call them out. Hey, bro, you said this two months ago. Have that conversation then. Don't get on here and try to go on your little soliloquy about how we finicky or anything else. Or you want to sound thoughtful because you want to tell people, you know, how they should consume music. With that being said, I did not like the album the first two times I listened to it. And I ain't going to listen to it again. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how I consume music. You are rare, you are very rarely going to see me go back into some shit and be like, you know what? I miss this bar. I love it. No. I listened to the album and I thought it was terrible. And I thought that Drake misfired by putting J. Cole on the damn song. Oh, that was a misfire. And I'm not a I'm not a a a a J. Cole like stand like some of y'all lie, enjoy some of his music, but he's not somebody I'm just gonna <clears throat> jump to. Right? I, I fuck with Cole, but I'm not about to be like Cole the greatest of all time like y'all niggas is doing. But I tell you this though, Cole letting everybody in that era know, nigga, I got it. And when I heard, when I heard the little little Lolly letter, when I heard the little Yachty song, 
Yeah. With coal in the, with coal <laughs> on there. I said, oh my God. I was in the hotel in Atlanta, Mike, like, the fuck Cole doing? <laughs> I was so mad Lil Yachty was on that song. <laughs> like, let me let me say this. Let me say this. I I was very upset that yeah. Lil, that Lil Yachty was on that song with J. Cole. I was even more upset that he had the first verse. And Cause I had you gotta, to cause you gotta wait. I gotta sit through this shit to listen to Cole. Oh my Cole, god. Cole, you ain't shit. Alright. Oh but then I heard it and I said, God damn, Cole is on a whole nother level right now. He is in a zone. That nigga, that nigga is Michael Jordan 30, <clears throat> 35 points in the first half right now. That's where Cole is at right now. Okay. Side note, if any of y'all disagree, and that's cool, please don't come under here talking about how, hey, bang, you tripping. Cole verse wasn't that cold. Y'all on his nuts. Nigga, I like the verse. I don't give a fuck about nobody else. I like it. All right? The oh, end. Keep, keep talking, bang. I, my wife calling me. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I mean, as long as, yeah, you good. But the the issue that I had with folks about the Drake shit is that if a person don't like the album, G, just, they don't like it. I don't have to listen to music in the car, in the office, taking a walk, going to school, beating my meat, having sex, wiping my ass. Just be like, yo, this album is great. They don't have to do that at all. But that's what we doing right now. When, when y'all do what y'all do on social media, talking about what we should be doing on this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I don't like the album, Mike, I don't like the album. And I didn't like the album. And here's the reason why I didn't like the album. I think Drake has been getting lazier and lazier. And for the last three albums, I said, buddy ass starting to get lazy. He's starting to get lazy. He know the formula. He know the formula is easy. He's going to do it. Not saying that these songs are trash, but there's no umph in these bitches. And I think this album, he got real lazy. And just tried to add some shit. He came out at six. Joe Button them said what they said. And Joe, if you listen to the whole clip, you non-content taking in ass people. Joe Button said he liked the damn album. It was a butt to it. <laughs> but he liked the album. <clears throat> He liked it. Oh, y'all, Joe Button. He got his ass, man. Joe been hating for a while. This nigga Joe Button has been the number one Drake apologist, except for when Drake gets mad at him when he don't like his shit. What the fuck do y'all not understand about this shit, fam? This is the last thing I'll say before I get Mike's opinion, and then we, we deep dive into this shit real quick. This is to y'all that got friends. 
If you tell your friend you like some shit five times and your friend be like, yo, thank you. But the sixth time that same friend do some shit and you be like, I don't know about that. And they get mad. They was never your friend in the first place. We got this podcast. Some dude, y'all check this out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. We are at 180 episodes. Everybody ain't like every fucking episode. <clears throat> Nigga, 180, but what if you liked every episode, but 181, you'd be like, ah, and then I get on this podcast talking about some, fuck you. You don't like my shit? I was never your friend to begin with, fam. I was using you for validation. Mm-hmm. And that's what y'all got to be aware of, fam. There's people that are really legit, like, stating opinions. And you honoring it, whether you agree with it or not. But then there's people that have you around for validation. To me, the way Drake came off on Joe Budden is he didn't give me the validation that I wanted. Fuck him. And those are the people you got to stay away from. People who only value your validation and not your friendship. If you got people that only do that and... They get mad at you the one time that you disagree with them. Yeah, man. Don't have people around you that only want you around to validate them. Value friendship, value opinion, Mm -hmm. value conversation. Because the minute that goes away, the minute that you don't need that motherfucker around you in the first place. Iron sharpens iron, steel sharpens steel. Mm-hmm. And the only way that's going to happen is if you have some friction. But that friction is meant for you to be better. It's not meant for you to get mad. Because <clears throat> as soon as you get mad about that friction, you remove yourself. Now you dull. So stop being around people that just only want you around for validation, G. Um, yeah. You stated some opinions about the album, and then you had about 100 fucking comments under your shit. Well, so well said, Bang. Um, <clears throat> after the album, I didn't get a chance to listen to the album immediately when it came out <clears throat> at six a.m. So I was able once I was able to um, I think Saturday morning the album dropped Friday morning. So after Saturday morning, I got a couple listens on it, and um, I posted on Facebook. I said, I quote, "This is easily <clears throat> I don't know if I say easily, but this is Drake's worst project." Um, and then you know the comments start rolling in. I think I only replied to a couple people, but I, I didn't even. I got to a point where I was like, I know I'm not replying to anybody on here. I was like, y'all can get y'all shit off. But after a few listens, I got to a point where I said, I'm not gonna say the album is necessarily trash, but Drake is at a level where you know he gets compared to himself at this point. You know, he's he's at that 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 you know point in his career where. You know, we start comparing him to his other shit, comparing him to himself. So when I listen to that album and just off a few listens, it just easily fell on the low tier of Drake albums and possibly the worst. And when I say worse, it's a bad album. And I don't like it. There's good moments on it, but there's also a lot of bad moments on it. And it's, it's so it's so much 
to digest. But when I really um look at what Joe Button said, it was one thing that Joe Button really hit on, and um he said that that we need to get a he needs to get away from the younger artists. Now I, I agree with that, but it's been documented that this is what Drake has been doing for a long time. When it comes to features, you could go all the way back at, up until Drake and Migos Versace. Drake has collaborated with other artists who don't sound like him. He's been doing it. Now, this past few albums, he's been including it into his sound, kind of like blending it. His mm-hmm. sound with the sound that's popping at that current moment. And I think it's it's I think now it's exhausting and it's it's being forced upon us. So, like you said, and I agree with what you said, man. You said this is laziness. And when you hear this, it is laziness. It sounds like Drake is literally just I right, I'ma give, I'ma put my touch on it, but I'm gonna add this in, I'm gonna feature this artist on here, and I'm gonna appeal to that crowd and I'm appeal to my people as well. My, my, you know what I'm saying? Cult following. And I'm just going to blend a one song together. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do the ad libs like these guys, but I'm going to, I'm going to incorporate my singing on it, you know, and she tries to make a good record, but it doesn't, it doesn't sound good. It's not good. It's not, it's, it's bad, bro. It's bad. It's really bad. So it's just like I understand, like it's cool when Drake does it when he features on other people's projects and you know what I'm saying gives them that good look or whatever. But when he tries, when he's incorporating it and he's pretty much just like you can hear the influence from everybody but himself on there, Joe. It's just a lot of influence from everybody else, and he's just incorporating it on his sound, G. And it's just it just doesn't sound good at all. Out of 23 records, we got 21 songs that are actual songs. He's got a couple interludes on there. I can grasp about maybe 10 records or less that I think are decent songs. Decent. Decent. So. <laughs> Go ahead. I know. I'm, I'm kind of. I mean, <laughs> fuck that shit. No, I'm saying actual question. Go ahead. I was, I was thinking about question. how I wanted, how, what I want to say. All right, I got it. All right, y'all. I get it. Some of y'all love Drake. But this is not a this is not just an indictment on Drake. This is an indictment on music in general. Yeah. And this is what I mean. The one and, and I, I guess I appreciate this now more than ever, as I'm 41. I didn't realize how people grew into their artistry until you actually listen to projects back to back and the growth <clears throat> within those projects, right? I challenge people to stay away from creating playlists and actually listen to the growth of people, the growth of some of your favorite artists. Go dig in the crates of some of your, your parents' favorite artists. Look at Jay-Z. You can say what you want about Jay-Z. Jay-Z all in work rap about clothes and and women and all that yada yada yada. Right? 
Jay-Z in Reasonable Doubt and Jay-Z 444 are totally different people. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z in, in My Lifetime Value 1 and Hard Knock Life Value 2 are two different people as far as how you listen to them. <clears throat> Jay-Z Dynasty and Jay-Z Blueprint sounds like two different people when you really listen to them. There's growth within that. Listen to R&B. Listen to Anita Baker's first album. Uh-huh. <clears throat> then go listen to her next album and you hear the growth. Artists don't push themselves to be great in that area. They don't challenge themselves to be great in those areas no more. Just get up in the booth and just do some shit. And for me, so when somebody asks the question, how do I, do you, how do you consume, how do you, honestly, lately, which is the reason why I've been listening to, listening to more R&B than anything, because I expect to hear growth in R&B because you can't sing on your first album like you sing on your second album. It's going to notice it. Like, I follow my man Jay Hollins a lot on social. And he, like, one of the first people that I see in the morning. And he talks about his son, right? And how his son is doing music and everything. And and he was he was talking about how, in one of his Facebook posts, he was talking <laughs> about how he be telling his son to rap mm-hmm. and I felt that I felt that to its core here's why because when people say they want to do music when people say they want to rap they first thing the first thing that they come off is just yo I just want to go up in the studio and rap like, I, I really just want I really just want him to, like, boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. His son just really wanted to go up in the studio and just spit some bars uh-huh. or what he thought was bars. But Jay is an artist. So Jay going to be like, look, you could go up in the studio and you could waste your money to rap. <laughs> But this is about an art. Yeah. And the people who respect the art last more. I read I read this what he said earlier today. Lack of passion, lack of aggression, lack of struggle. It was the voice of the voiceless. The aggression and the pain was in the music. Now everybody's banging on wax and pushing the pain and aggression at each other. Y'all gotta fix it. The biggest consumers are tuning out, and that's on y'all as creators. It's gotten redundant. Then I'm going to read you what he said an hour later. Scene. People are frustrated with rap music and what, and they're taking it out on Drake. Uh-huh. Even if that's true, I ain't mad at it. He's at the top of the pops. Why not start there? I personally think grown-ups are tired of other grown-ups rapping about kids shit. Let the shorties have it. Give them something to aspire to and be dope doing it. You can't stand in that space forever. Shit. 
50 the shit's 50 years old and it has to have subgenres. It's embarrassing to see Jim Jones and Mano behave like active gang members and we're all 48 years old. <clears throat> I think those when it comes to the debates about Drake are the two most important things that I think people are missing on. So I'm going to start off at the lack of passion, lack of aggression. I just said it. Not knowing Jay's son at all. But going through Jay's Facebook page, his son was like, yo, I'm a rap. I want to rap. So let me just go to the studio, spend some money at a studio, or go over my homie's crib, they got a mic, and let me rap. Yeah. Jay hears his son. He hears his son has talent, but it has to be grown and cultivated. Has to be anard. Jay, who didn't want to really go deep into music again, is like, ah, it's my son. Let's do it. But son, if we gonna do it, we gotta do it right. So his his son, who's finishing up a project, is getting it now. Hey, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta listen to my dad. Mm-hmm. And we actually gotta worry about the art and less about me just being able to rap whatever I want. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, that's where the stand power comes in. So you got staying power, and then you got that second joint. Oh, my God. It kills me when I hear old niggas do young nigga shit. Yeah. And you know who I blame for this shit? You know who I blame for all of this old nigga, young nigga shit? I blame Ron Isley and R. Kelly. Okay. I blame them two niggas. Because okay. Ron Isley was old as hell. Sounded like R. Kelly. Yeah. Because R. Kelly wrote it. And I don't know why I'm getting this call right now. But he was an old nigga rapping about young nigga shit. Mm-hmm. Or singing about young nigga shit. So it was a way to keep himself relevant to a younger audience. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. That's what it is. Old nigga, young nigga. And that's why I blame them two. I watched Ron Isley at 80 sing and be Mr. Big. <clears throat> All you old niggas see that shit and y'all want to be young and do the Mr. Big shit. And then it's also the issue so that's why you got old niggas still trying to be the young nigga at the 50 yard line. But then you got young people or kind of old young people like us who won't let the shorties have it. Charlemagne has said something about, I think it was Charlemagne that said something about Drake's time is over with. And everybody took offense to it, but I knew exactly what he was talking about. Drake's is always going to be here, but because he's always going to be his, we good. It's time for the Dirks and the little babies and and the baby and Twenty One Savage. It's daytime. But to your point, what I noticed that Drake does is he latches on to them younger cats. He's a <clears throat> vampire. Yeah. Like and, he, and it's it's one thing, and it's one thing, 
and he's done this very well, and I applaud him for this. He works with the younger, with the younger artists. He collaborates with them. Shit, he gives them number one records or big popular records. You know what I'm saying? Gives them that look. But when you try to take what they do, take their style, and you incorporate it into your body of work and try to put it on a, a, a full-length project and you imitate it throughout the project, bar-wide, whether it's bars, whether it's like the cadence, whether it's hooks, ad-libs, whatever it is, and you try to incorporate it into your music, it just, it don't sound good, Drake. It don't. It don't sound good. It's like you're almost trying to just throw shit on the wall and see what sticks. It's lack of effort. I don't know if you recorded this album when you were on tour. If you did, it sure does sound like it. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like, yeah, I'm on tour. We got a studio in here. Fuck it. Let's make some music. Call up a few of these unknown artists. You know what I'm saying? Get them in here. Give, give me one of their producers. What you got, bro? What you got? All right, cool. We're going to use that. We're going to put this on my album. You know, I'm going to give you the feature. And you know what I'm saying? We're going to just do it like this. It's just lazy, man. So lazy, un uninspired. Um, yeah. And it's it just, just and, where we at with this, man. It's where we at with this. And here's why I'll end this shit. I want, I want, I, I want the challenge, not just the Drakes and stuff, because I don't think Drake will ever listen to this shit, what we saying, because Drake shitted on podcasters all across America with our Best Buy mics. And yes, Drake, I did get this from Best Buy out in Bolingbrook, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, man, is I want to get back to a point where the greats challenged themselves. I don't think we are at that, and I think it's quite a while till we get a lot of them like that. And I don't want to praise J. Cole and shit on Drake at the same time, but I'm going to praise J. Cole. Because J. Cole's quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think J. Cole be seeing a lot of shit on the internet, both good, both bad, because you can't tell me that he don't be on the internet like that. I just don't think he lets that drive him. But the one thing that I love about J. Cole is that he in and out. He might do one interview. He'll pick out, figure out who it is and all of that stuff and get all his thoughts off and then y'all go listen to the art. Mm-hmm. But I believe that that in itself has helped J. Cole grow as an artist. I believe that him being less on social media or him being less active on social media has helped him grow into an incredible rapper. J. Cole is in his bag. Mm-hmm. I can't hate on that man. Yeah. I can't say anything differently. That man is in his bag. And I think part of the reason why he's in it, because J. Cole is going to be who J. Cole is. He's not going to let social media or media in general influence anything else outside of that. Yep. And J. Cole does the same thing. He works with 
he works with artists like Young Thug. He works with Dirk. He works with Yachty. But these guys don't influence his flow. He J. Cole ain't trying to sound like them. He not incorporating none of that into his music. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's what separates J. Cole and Drake. But see, Drake has his own thing. He has his own sound, bro. And it works for him. We and just ain't heard nah. And, and it works for him. But the last these last few projects, we I'm not even gonna it. say I'm not, I'm not even gonna say the 21 Savage album with the hurt loss. I enjoyed that album. I think it was fun. I think it was something different than what he's done as of recently, and I enjoyed it. But you can hear the 21 influence. You can hear the Young Thug influence all throughout that album. And it was great and good song. And But it, he also incorporates his own shit, too. He has a song, Middle of the Ocean. That's literally the Drake sound, the Drake formula. So the Drake formula is there, but he has to go back and get straight to the Drake formula all throughout the project, bro. I would love for a whole album produced by Boy Wonder. I would love that. What producer knows Drake better than Boy Wonder? No producer knows Drake better than Boy Wonder. But see, Mike, I would love something like that. Mike, but see, um, hold on. And on this album as well, we got songs like 8 a.m. in Charlotte. That's a Drake. That's a Drake song. But now I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I think I think it's Drake and Lil Yachty's fault why a lot of people are mad and upset because Drake and Lil y- Lil and Lil Yachty they so close. Nah, Drake and Lil Lil Lil, Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty um, was on. You know, Yachty was talking about how these was the best bars that he've ever heard from J. Cole in his life. I mean, not J. Cole, Drake in his life. He was talking about how these was the best bars, best bars, best bars. And folks were sitting up there like, oh, yes, we about to get Drake rapping now. Yeah, it's lit. You can't be we, serious. <laughs> fam, I think, I think a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of what, um, of the reason why folks are upset, Mike, is because the expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think, we get folks, a, we get folks, an album title for all the dogs. No, not even with the title. Like Shit, I said, title, title drew me. It drew nah, me. That was first. That was one of the first things cool. that drew me in. But but Yachty really was out here saying that these was the best bars ever from Drake. So if you are a rapper's rapper and you hear that, and along with being a rapper's rapper, you are a Drake fan, when you hear that, you are expecting bars and you're happy. Mm-hmm. Now let's add the, to the let's add this to the fact. Mike, what was the first the first song name? Virginia Beach. So you thought you was about to get a diss song right off? No, the no, 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 no. That was that's what I mean. Obviously, the internet sees Virginia Beach, and he's coming off a of Pusha T. You know what I'm no, saying? But that's what I'm saying. And yeah, yeah, you expect that, but it, so no, wait a minute. Go ahead, go ahead. If you getting Yachty saying that these was the best bars ever, you get 8 a.m. in Charlotte where he was rapping his ass off, mm-hmm. and then you look at the track list, and the first song is Virginia Beach. Where Pusha T and Pharrell are from, you like, yo, you about to start off this album with heat. 
Yeah. And you start off this album with him talking about pussy. And him coming. Oh, yeah, true. And he just comes off the Travis Scott feature where he gives Pusher and Pharrell bars on there. So when you see this, you're like, all right, part two. Oh, we about to get it off the album now. That's how we kicking off the album. Oh, my Absolutely. God. The expectations going in. And then you go in and then you hear, but to his, but to Drake's defense, but to Drake's defense, the Virginia beat song, that's one of the songs I do like. And I like it because it's an authentic Drake song. That's Drake. Whether you like him singing or not, that's what he has done. He's made songs like that. That's not influenced by anything. That is strictly Aubrey. Now, whether we like it or not, like you said, we expected bars on it. But that song is a Drake song. Should it yep. been the intro? Uh, I mean, I don't know. But that right there is a Drake song. So I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised that we got that. Yeah, but the, the first record. But the expectations. The expectations, well, obviously, yes. We were I expecting mean, bars. To put a bow on this shit, man, to me, the Drake album was finally having sex with somebody that you've been wanting to have sex with for a while only to find out that that wasn't going to be a good experience. It was, I'm glad I had the sex. I got my row off. But this could have been better. Because I was expecting so much more. And that's what this album is. A failed sexual experience with somebody that you've been waiting months to get it. To, to, to get into That's he was perfect. like ah, oh, <laughs> I got my row off but yeah just wasn't it wasn't what I expected it wasn't what I expected it's a good analogy on it man at the end of the day when I, I to put a bow on it for me I however much time Drake does take off from making music if he claims that's what he's gonna do that's all fine and dandy that's cool you could do that bro I would I would hope I'm not gonna expect it but I would hope when you come back and you decide to make another full-length project that you just go back to just being the authentic Drake. Just do what you have been known to do. Hopefully, we could get more rapping than singing. But if that's what you want to do, that's cool. But at the end of the day, I just want authentic Drake. I don't want to hear Drake influenced by Young Thug. I don't want to hear Drake influenced by Lil Yachty. I don't want to hear Drake influenced by little baby i want to hear authentic ovo canada drizzy drake that's what i want to hear whether it's good or bad i know that you went into the booth and you gave it your 100 percent authentic self and you made the music that you make and it's not influenced by anybody else right that's what i hope for in the future when it comes to drake's music Get back to being you. You can reinvent yourself with yourself. And you don't need none of these younger artists or whatever it is that's trending at the time to spark you. If that's the case, then you need to just hang it up. That's me. That's my opinion. That's how I feel. I just need Drake to grow. That's cool. Yes, growth. That's it. You can reinvent yourself and you can grow at the same time. Look at Nas, bro. Nas reinvented himself. Nas got one of the best albums of the year. He is 50 years old. 
and he rapping his ass off. Trey, you are 36 years old going on 37, according to Google and Joe Budden. That's what he said. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what he said. He said and- he birthday, and you're about to be 37. You can still rap at a very, very, very good high pace and make great-ass music, and you're still going to go number one. You don't need to sound like everybody else to do it. So that's what I got, man. Yeah, and uh... at the end of the day, hey, if some of these songs are for all the dogs I like, I'm gonna throw them in a playlist, the ones that I do like, and the rest I won't ever revisit this album in full ever again. Yeah, and I do like, I like them. And as far as the Joe Budden thing, man, look, I'm the only thing that I gotta say. Um, the only thing that I have to say about that, man, is, and I meant this too, it's okay to have an opinion. Hey, bro, if you have a platform and you want to speak your opinion on whatever it is that you listen to, whatever it is you watch, whether it's sports, music, movies, TV shows, and you have a platform, you have every right to critique whatever it is you want to critique. You know what I'm saying? But I would hope that you would do it, you know. I hope that you would do it in the sense where, you know what I'm saying, you're not coming off as a hater or anything like that, but you're doing it. What's the, I'm trying to find a word. What's the word that I would like to use when you're giving an opinion on something? You know, I don't know. Unbiased? Unbiased. You can say that. Give your total unbiased opinion about whatever it is that you intake, whether it's movies, music, TV shows, food, whatever give your unbiased opinion and i would hope that nobody would ever shoot down at you or try to make you feel less than that you know what i'm saying make you feel any less for giving an opinion on something giving an unbiased opinion on anything that you intake i would hope that for anybody with a platform continue to keep doing what you're doing on your best buy bought mic with your audience (laughs) With your audience. Because my <laughs> audience speaks differently than Joe Budden's audience. Absolutely. And Joe Budden's audience speaks differently than Elliot Wilson's audience. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, all of this shit is art. Yep. And it's fair to be critiqued. Yep. And because of that, I understand that artists are sensitive about their shit. But you ain't got to lash out at somebody because they don't like Yo, shit. All right, man, you got any hot takes before we get out of here? Hey, man, I got a hot take, bro. If the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Chargers, we're not making the playoffs. That's my hot take. Um, And I'm okay with that. I'll be absolutely okay with that. That's my hot take. Um, Yeah. Other than that, we good, though. My hot take is just because your shit is the most streamed album on Spotify. Don't make it good. There you go. End us <laughs> off, Mike. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you said it right there, man. Hey, man, Subdue Pod, make sure you rate, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Shout out to everybody that's in tune with us right now on YouTube and on Twitch. Um, the, the, the What Digital on both of those. You can search us there. We on, uh, we on Twitter. We on IG at some dude pod at Mike B underscore CHR at J.I. Bang. We on Facebook. Um, hashtag some dude pod is the Facebook group. Um, yeah, man. Bang took a tough loss in fantasy this week. G. I looked at that. I said, damn. 
like point two, three points. That interception. The some dude pie fantasy football league is cracking right now, y'all. That motherfucking interception. This <laughs> nigga threw that interception. I said no, and it was my dumb. I ain't gonna say it was my dumb ass fault. Because come on, man, the fucking Denver Broncos defense is terrible as fuck. Everybody out here throwing on their ass. You mean to tell me that this motherfucker Zach Wilson can't? And he got Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard and Brees Hall and all these people over there, and he can't get his rocks off? Come on, man. I wouldn't even celebrate about that motherfucking win if I saw the goddamn Bears. Shout out to Coach Moses. Coach yeah, Moses, shout, shout out to Coach Moses because my dumb ass should have just started. Uh, Trevor Lawrence like I wanted to, but at the last minute, I was like, nah, this motherfucker probably get like two tutties off this shit, so let's go. And uh, I looked at that damn, I looked at the score, and at one point, this motherfucker had 666, and I said, fuck, that's a wrap. I ain't gonna win this shit. But then before the interception, nigga, I looked at the score change. Before the interception, I was up point three points. He threw that interception, and motherfucker went the other way. <laughs> Congratulations, Coach Moses. Don't but I'm hey man, it's, hey, we signing out. I'm Mike V. That's JR Bang and we going. Yo, 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 it's your girl Night Kale. And this is some new podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs>